Well, good morning, good morning, and good morning. Welcome to a brand new day with Stephanie J. I am your hostess, and I'm coming to you at about 12.40 a.m. with what I feel in my heart, in my mind, in my spirit is a very important message. It's so important that I went upstairs about a half an hour ago to get ready for bed and I was so restless and so weary with my thoughts that I had to get up and come back downstairs to do this podcast. And so I am skipping all of the formalities right now. You didn't hear my theme song. I am not doing my intro. I'm not even going to go through the list of where my podcast can be heard because I've said it over and over again. I am going to title this message and it just may probably be the most important podcast that I have done out of over 160 plus episodes between two podcasts. And I'm going to entitle this WWW. And I am not talking about the World Wide Web. This is WWW that stands for warning, warning, warning. And before I get into it, let me just give you a little update. And I would definitely ask that those of you who are taking the time to hear this would lift my family in your prayers, those of you that know how to pray and that will pray with the right heart and right intentions as I pray daily for all of you and I sincerely do that. But there are two deaths looming over my family. Um, My children's uncle passed away um, a few days ago and this is someone that I know very, very well. Um, This is on, you know, their father's side and haven't seen him in many years, but I've known him ever since he was a teen. And so um, it's just a lot going on right now. And then I found out that um, a second cousin of mine uh, died a few days ago and Oh my goodness, it it is just the times that we are living in. And I'm so sure that many of you are experiencing, you know, difficulties. There are things still going on with this pandemic and lives are being affected. And there's just so many losses. And I'm telling you, 
Every day is a gift and it is a blessing. I I am sitting in my living room and I am comfortable. I just have, you know, one little lamp lit that I I actually purchased two um, antique lamps from a a antique store today. And I I was blessed to find some more um, pictures and things that I was looking for in my home. And I just found so many encouraging and inspiring things to put in my home. And I'm looking at a cross sitting on my TV stand that it says strength and it has a scripture on it from second Samuel. And I found, um, a a, a portrait about faith. And then I'm looking straight ahead on the wall on the side of my China cabinet. And it says bloom where you are planted. And I was explaining to my son the importance of keeping yourself surrounded with inspirational and uplifting and positive things. And, and everywhere I look, there's a, a, a sign that I found on top of my China cabinet that says blessed. And, and I, I'm just looking around and I'm just thanking God because I am alive and I am here and I am well, despite the things that are going on, things going on in my personal life and, and just to be, be blessed and and be able to, um, even share at this time is, is just so much in my heart. And I, I just, I'm almost at a loss for words. (laughs) I'm kind of stumbling a little bit because I'm trying to really think of the direction that I really want to go because this is seriously an impromptu message, but there's something that I, I would like to get across. And I pray that it comes across during this message. I've said it time and time again, time is winding up. This is crucial time that we're living in and we have an enemy and he is so shrewd and he is so crafty. He is so cunning. And the word of God tells us that he comes only for three reasons. And it says to steal, kill, and to destroy. And if we look around us, there is destruction all around. And I I don't know about you. I am not walking around on pins and needles and afraid to live and do things because, you know, I understand who I belong to. That's the first and foremost. I understand that I have angels encamping around me. I keep my children and grandchildren covered daily. Okay. I am not afraid. I am not a fearful person person. And, you know, we've been on lockdown with this thing for a long time. And I'm so grateful. I I am so blessed just to be able to get up and go out and handle my business. Yesterday, my son and I were over in a part of Maryland. And I just said, you know what? Um, I had some things to do, but I knew that there was a Dave and Buster's in the area and we hadn't been out like that in a while. So I came back on, on the way back and surprised him and took him to Dave and Buster's and he had a great time. And, um, 
I got up early this morning, didn't realize it was the first day of spring until I looked at my calendar. I was kind of logging all the receipts from the last couple of days because I've been out like every day and I'm shopping and picking up stuff and, you know, just just the daily, you know, daily routines of life. And so I guess I got a, a real burst of energy. Didn't have a whole lot to do, but I decided to get up and just do my kitchen floors and touch up my bathroom a little bit before we got on the road. I drove about an hour to another part of Virginia that I, you know, like to travel to sometimes. It's kind of like my little hidden oasis. It's peaceful. It's quiet. It's busy. Nobody really knows us there. And, you know, I like to shop and we like to go and eat and just, you know, spend the day. And so that's what I decided to do. But as I was on the road and I was listening to worship music pretty much there and back, I was just in deep thought and I was thinking about, you know, my family and thinking about the circumstances and thinking about, I'm looking at people and I'm watching people's behavior. And all of a sudden I just felt so grieved in my heart. And I was thinking about an individual in my life that unfortunately is headed for a major fall. And I was, I, I found myself getting angry. Like this person knows where they are. They know what they're doing. And it seems like instead of moving forward, they're moving backward and they are allowing the enemy to put his hooks in them. And it's not leading or going to lead to anything good. And they know this. And I was just thinking about all of this stuff. And I, and I started to feel really heavy. I started to feel really heavy. And then I started to get angry because I'm like, you know what? You are a liar, devil. You really are a liar and you're defeated. But I am so, and I, I just started talking to God, like I am so tired of watching people in this foolish state that so many people are in. So many people know better. And unfortunately, so many don't. And I'm just like, God, what is it going to take? I don't know where my cousin was at this juncture of his life. He's a little bit older than I am. I don't know where my kid's uncle, you know, was at this point in his life. But I do know that it's over for them. It's over for so many of our loved ones. So many people have left here during this coronavirus. And then there are those of us who are left. And I, I hear so strongly this question. What are you going to do now? I was, I was looking at some books earlier today and I came across, um, Charles Colson or Chuck Colson's book. He co-authored with someone else called how shall we now live? I used to have the book and I don't, um, he started the prison fellowship, uh, ministry. Some of you may know him from the Watergate scandal. Um, so much there, but anyway, um, it was just posing a question in my mind and I'm, I'm looking at, you know, there are some things that I am closing out 
in my life, so to speak. And there's a new chapter beginning and I'm looking forward to moving on in the things of God. And there, you know, this is just a time I, I started asking myself, like, what would Jesus do in this day and time? And I think that question would really um, have a different response in light of the scripture. If people would actually take time to read the gospels uh, last week, I read through Matthew, the entire book, and then I read through it again, like two days later, just really going back to revisit the life of Jesus. It is so crucial that we know him as our Lord and as our savior and what he stood for. But a lot of people would be surprised to know and understand that he didn't put up with a lot of foolishness. He left a lot of people. He left a lot of people behind when people rejected him. He moved on. He even told his disciples, Hey, whoever does not receive you, shake the dust off your feet and keep it moving. We are living in a day and time. People, it is time to wake up like never before. It is time to wake up. If somebody doesn't want to go, if there are people in your life, like I have in mind, people don't want to change. People don't want to do right. Well, in the, 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 the words of a a good friend of mine, he said, Hey, look, if they don't want to get right, they get left. And I know that's not what we really want to do, but sometimes you just have to keep it moving. Sometimes you just have to shake the dust off of your feet. Hence the title, warning, warning, warning. There is danger ahead. There are perilous times coming even more perilous than the times. Come on, we are really just seeing the beginning of this thing, but it was already in the works. When was it in the works, Stephanie J? Before the foundation of the world, before you, before me, before this world, it was already written. And you can find those words in the Bible, in the holy book, at the end, the 66th book, the book of Revelation. I say it all the time. Read it. Read it for yourself. Even if you don't believe it, even if you don't understand it, read it and see the signs. See the hand writing on the wall. I am sitting here at almost one o'clock in the morning in my living room and the water is playing um, pretty loudly upstairs to kind of mask the, the sound so that I'm not, you know, being disturbing, but it's quiet down here and it's quiet around me. I call this my spiritual Goshen. I have peace. I don't have to worry about what the enemy is out there trying to do because I am covered. I keep my family covered. I keep us bathed in prayer. I tell you all the time, go back and listen. I have a lot of, let me, let me just say this. I'm so grateful for all of my listeners. I have been, um, lately just periodically checking my, my listenership and my, my, my listenership has climbed and I'm, you know, I'm checking on various platforms. But when I go and look at my statistics on anchor, 
I can see all of the various plays for every episode. Some of them have 75, some of them have 20 something, 30 something for each particular. Some of, I can tell what are my most listened to or the favorite podcast. But when I go back and I look at some of the earlier ones, there they have like 18, 21, 23, 28 plays. I go back sometimes and I will put some of those earlier podcasts on. And I'm like, man, this was some good stuff. And a lot of this stuff happened, you know, around the time of COVID. I get encouraged when I go back and I listen to those, you know, particular podcasts. But it seems like these last few months, um, these are the podcasts that have a lot of the highest Ratings. I would encourage you to go back and find some of my earlier stuff. Even check out Reset Today with Stephanie J on YouTube. I promise you, it is encouraging. There's a lot of inspiration. There's a lot of motivation. There's a lot of information. And we need it in this time. These are times where we need to make sure we're anchored. I'm on anchor right now, pun intended, but anchored in the Lord. I'm telling you, I'm warning you tonight, this morning, it is time to stop playing. Everything that will keep you weighted down, it's time to clip it. That's just like being on an airplane or being on a ship and it's, a leak in the ship or the airplane is, is going down. People start trying to unload stuff. You don't sit there and try to take all these heavy things with you thinking that you're going to make it. No, that's going to take you down quicker. Do you remember the story when the apostle Paul was on a ship and they were shipwrecked and he told them, you know, men, don't worry. An angel stood by me. There's not going to be any lives lost, but we will lose the ship. And he said, take some meat because you haven't eaten. They were fasting on the way. And he said, after that, the Bible says they threw everything overboard that they didn't need. It is time. I am warning you. I am so serious. We used to say back in the day and when I was younger, I'm as serious as a heart attack. Well, I don't want to be that serious this morning. (laughs) Thank God for health. But. Um, I I am so serious. I would not be taking my time to do this at this hour in the morning. Seriously, seriously. I am here as a, this is like a war cry and I'm praying. A lot of times I don't pray on my podcast because I spend so much time. You know, we just had prayer as my son was getting into bed and I was praying for my son, Um, who was on his way home from work over in, you know, Pennsylvania. And I was just talking to the Lord about some things. So I'm a praying woman. Thank you, grandmom. Thank you, mom, for teaching me how to pray. But thank you, grandmom, for keeping me bathed in prayer and that mantle falling on my life. I'm constantly praying and talking to God. You know, I I was traveling back from Maryland 
And I saw so many cars pulled over on the road. And I'm like, wow, this is an enormous amount of cars. And I'm just praying as I'm passing people, Lord, send them help. God, there is so much going on. The Bible says, pray without ceasing. I am warning you this morning. It's time to stop playing. It is time to get it right. It is time to leave people alone that don't want to do right, that don't want to get right right? People that don't want to make it in. There are some people that won't believe even if the truth hits them, the truth smacks them in the face. The truth falls on them like a ton of bricks. Some people will not believe, but there are people out here who, as the Bible said, it talked about Moses and it said, he chose to suffer with his people. He didn't choose to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Somebody needs to hear me out there. What you're doing now, it won't last. You might be having fun now and I don't know what you're into. It's not my business. It's not my concern. Hey, I believe in live and let live. I know what I'm doing. I know who I'm accountable to. I know who I am. I know who I belong to. Some things I don't even open up the door to. I don't have time for it. And so it is up to us to make a decision today, which way we're going. It is time. It is Kairos time. It is 911 time. It is crucial time to make a decision. The Bible says, choose you this day whom you will serve. There's so much stuff come going on and so much stuff about to come this way. In fact, I got so worked up. I was going to, and I'm going to, I'm not sure how long the beginning of this message is. There is a, a, a ministry I've mentioned a few times, Omega Ministries in Atlanta, Georgia. And I've been kind of following this ministry for about the last probably nine, 10 years now. Um, Pastor Gary Price, I talked to him a few times on the phone and, you know, I've sold into their ministry. I believe in the vision that he has um, for Omega Ministries. And periodically, I'll tap back in and listen to some of the messages and see what's going on. And I hadn't been listening lately, but I, I clicked on one, which was the last message that um, he did. And he started off, you know, he starts off with prayer and then he put on a doctor who was talking about the coronavirus vaccine and I was thinking hmm this sounds like something that needs to be shared it is off of their website omegaministries.org if you would like to listen to it or the message in its entirety the message is called you forgot to drop your nets and so I wanted to play a portion of this clip to hear this medical advice from this doctor and and if you've listened to any number of my podcasts you will know that I have never done this I have not even posted any information about COVID or the coronavirus, no matter what I've heard. So you need to understand this morning at this hour at 103 that I am posting a WWW warning, warning, warning. 
I'm going to click on here and you're going to hear the voice of Pastor Gary Price praying and then he's going to get into this clip and I'm just going to let, you know, I think it was about maybe 10 minutes or so. So I'll just let some of it play and feel free to listen to it on your own if you choose to. All right, give me a second here.
I went to the National Vaccine Information Center meeting in Washington, D.C. in September of 2000. It was a flyer that came in the mail, sat on my kitchen counter for weeks, and it just seemed like I couldn't quite throw it away. So I was... Um, I, I was single at the time, and I said, well, there must be somebody there I'm supposed to meet. Well, as it turned out, it wasn't somebody, it was something. And I went down and I spent, I attended four days of that meeting, and I came home and said, how in the world did I miss this? I grew up in a chiropractic family. My grandfather, my father, three uncles and two cousins were chiropractors. That's the reason I wanted to become an osteopathic physician was because I wanted to have that in my uh, musculoskeletal medicine in my armamentarium. And after I came back from that meeting, I said, I should probably look into this. Well, I started with the CDC documents, the general recommendation of vaccination, which was the 1998 version. They come out with one of those every couple of years. And after I read it, I said, this can't possibly be it. This can't possibly be what this whole industry is built on. Maybe I ought to read a little more. And so that reading a little more has turned into more than 20 years. Actually, I'm going on 21 years and well beyond 40,000 hours worth of personal research that I've done investigating problems associated with vaccines. You know, as a physician, we're taught that vaccines are safe, they're effective, they keep you from getting sick, they're harmless, and they're absolutely necessary. And after 20 years of study and more than 40,000 hours of research, I can honestly say that none of those premises are true. So, Dr. Tinpenny, uh, we've done, uh, of course, shows with Robert Kennedy Jr., with Dale Bigtree, and other significant doctors uh, that have talked about some of the, the information we need to know to be informed about, about vaccines. I wanted you to specifically uh, address the COVID-19 vaccine um, and maybe talk a little bit about the mRNA because a lot of people don't realize that the two vaccines that they're using are experimental and that they have the mRNA. Also, I'd like for you to touch on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine as well. And again, we're not telling people what they are to do. They have to do what they feel they need to do. And so we're trying to bring information. We're trying to bring truth. My only... Uh, wish here is to help people just as I know that that that's your feeling as well I'm not paying you you're not paying me there's no pharmaceutical backing us we're simply sharing the truth especially with our audience who many are Christians as, as well as you are yes well it's a really important topic because it's on the topic on the head of everybody's everybody's um, uh, mind these days. And all three of the shots are very important to talk about, and two of them are similar, and one is very different. So the messenger RNA vaccine, or messenger RNA shot, is the one that's involved with um, the, um, uh, the Pfizer shot and the Moderna shot. And both of them come to the market at about the same time, and they inject a small little piece of genetic material. Now, keep in mind that this genetic this type of injection has never been done before, ever. This is um, all the animal. They've been trying to develop a coronavirus vaccine as far back as 2002, and they were never able to bring it to market because they could not prove safety. When they would inject the coronavirus vac experimental vaccines into animals, they would get re-exposed with the coronavirus and they would come either deathly sick or die. So the FDA said, you can't move this forward. And the articles talk about the fact the researchers said that we must proceed with great caution to move forward to develop a coronavirus vaccine in humans 
because of a process called antibody-dependent enhancement, which we can talk about in a minute. But this, this is an experimental vaccine. Of when you think about vaccines, you know, most people have had their children vaccinated. They probably were vaccinated as a kid. I mean, up through 1985, there were only three different shots. After between 19, 1991 is when they started ramping up the schedule to where now children get multiple doses of 16 or 17 different shots uh, between birth and 18 years of age. They started ramping up the, the adult vaccination schedule in 2015. And so everybody has, is very familiar with the term vaccine. And I think that everybody thinks that vaccine is, are, are uniform and they're all the same. And that you just inject a little piece of viral material and a little piece of bacteria into the body, you develop an antibody and you're protected. Well, it's much more complex than that. And all of those previous shots injected particles of bacteria or whole intact viruses. So the immune response was completely different. In these two vaccines, the Pfizer shot and the Moderna shot, they take a little piece of genetic material that's called messenger RNA. And it's encoded, meaning it's got a recipe written on it for a specific type of protein. So if you can keep that in mind, that with messenger RNA, it's a it's a mess. It's literally a messenger. It takes a message from your cellular DNA out into your cells with a recipe that it takes the recipe to the manufacturing process. And that manufacturing process is called the ribosomes. Think of the ribosomes as an assembly line. So they take the recipe, they do from the, your DNA, the messenger RNA goes out into the cell, delivers the recipe to the ribosomes. The ribosomes then process the recipe and make a protein. That happens all day long, 24-7 in our bodies. It's a normal process that happens inside of us. It helps us with repair, like if you've had surgery or an injury or any of those things. It's all of those repair things. Well, what this, these two injections have done is they've taken a piece of res, a messenger RNA that has a recipe written on it designed in a lab. And that, design, that recipe is to go and make, through the manufacturing process, a protein called the spike protein. Those messenger RNA little particles are extremely unstable. And in order to take them from the laboratory and get them into your body, they have to be wrapped around in a bubble of lipid coating. So they put it in a bubble, like a, like a basketball. They put it in a lipid coating that has, has several different types of lipid, lipids on it that have never been injected into human beings before. So we've never used this lipid interface in any of the previous vaccines. We don't know if all three of those, you know, if one of them are toxic, we don't know what happens when all three of them are together. There's been nothing called synergistic toxicity testing. They wrap around that messenger RNA with the recipe to keep it stable. And in the Pfizer shot, it has to be stored at like minus 70 degrees Fahrenheit or, or minus 60 degrees centigrade. So it's colder than the North Pole to keep it stable in order to get it from the lab into the solution to then be injected into your arm. So that lipid coating has one of, one of its chemicals on the outside, like a shellac. On the outside of that lipid coating is something called polyethylene glycol. Polyethylene glycol is known to cause big allergic reactions. And in my opinion, I believe that's what's responsible for a lot of people having the allergic reactions 
and going into anaphylactic shock, which we've had hundreds of cases of that. So when they inject that messenger RNA with the recipe coated in the lipids with the shellac around the outside of it into your body, that lipid protein binds with your cells and opens up, think about it like cracking open like an egg and depositing that messenger RNA with the recipe inside of your cells. That recipe then is run through through the the ribosomes. Think of that as as the factory to make the protein. That protein is called the spike protein. That protein is supposed to be similar to the spike protein on the surface of the coronavirus that's causing infection. The idea behind this process is that if we create this protein and then we create an antibody to that protein, we can take that antibody and the next time the coronavirus is floating around, we'll glob onto its spike protein and neutralize it. In theory, that's what's supposed to happen. But instead what happens is once we've gone through that manufacturing, we've created that spike protein, there's a lot of different things that can happen with it. For one thing, it can irrevocably bind to the surface of your cells. The other thing that that protein can do is but through a process called transfection can go backwards. The protein then can bind to your DNA and irreversibly change it. The third thing that spike protein can do once we've manufactured it is yes, we can make antibodies to that spike protein. The problem is there's a real issue with the antibodies that are created through this process. Under normal vaccination, like for, say, flu shots or the measles or shingles or the chickenpox, we make a particular type of antibody that's called a neutralizing antibody. When that binds to those recurrent viruses, it gobbles them up, brings in your white blood cells and disposes of it. We don't even know that happens. It happens all day long in our immune system. But the anti-spike antibodies... I've mapped out about 10 different mechanisms of injury that that anti-spike antibody can cause inside of your body once it's been created by that process, that manufacturing process I just described. That anti-spike antibody that's supposed to be there to keep you from getting sick, actually if you produce it in very high quantities, can have direct adverse effects on your tissues, primarily your lungs, but also to the liver, to the kidney, and to your heart. And there's multiple other mechanisms of how that anti-spike antibody is, can cause harm. So when people think about, well, you know, they say coronavirus, all that circulating coronaviruses out there that we've known have been around for, you know, since, since uh, about 2000, for 60 years, they've been able to document coronaviruses. On an annual, normal basis, coronaviruses cause something that looks like the flu. So a lot, and we've heard that a lot. We've heard about coronavirus illness and coronavirus, you know, causes kind of like a cold. So if I get this shot, it's just like getting a flu shot and it'll keep me from getting sick like the flu shot's supposed to do. But the the Moderna vaccine and the Pfizer shot, the Moderna shot and and the Pfizer shot, They act by a completely different mechanism. So this is not just another flu shot. It's not FDA approved because remember, they've tried to been doing this for almost 20 years. They couldn't get it past safety, safety studies and efficacy studies, meaning it keeps people from getting sick. 
It's completely experimental. They've never done this before. It was put into the market by something called an EUA, which is Emergency Utilization Authorization. So under the stated emergency of the pandemic, the, the pharmaceutical companies, Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, and there are 77 more of these shots, 77 more of these in, um, um, vaccinations in, under current development. And there's 78 more in animal studies. It's beyond me why we need 150 of these. But it was, it's, a, it's never been, it's not been FDA approved. It's totally experimental. It's um, authorized only under experimental um, emergency use. We have zero, zero long-term studies on what's going to happen down the road with this anti-spike antibody, what can happen with autoimmune diseases, with neurological conditions, with cardiovascular type of conditions. In fact, human humanity right now as we speak, we are the experiment. They will find out long-term what's happened to us, and we're their study. Wow. Dr. Sherry, thank you so much for sharing all that information. I'm curious, can you tell us about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and how that one is different as well? It's very different because it bypasses that manufacturing process and the, the recipe, the manufacturing, and the creating of the protein. What they've actually done with the J&J shot is they've actually taken a, an adenovirus, a, a typical adenovirus that causes the cold, and they've shelled it out. They've taken the genetic material of that adenovirus out from the inside, and they've taken an already been made spike protein and put it inside of the adenovirus shell. In order to grow that and replicate it, to make it grow, they are using at least one and maybe two different types of tissue cells that come from aborted fetal tissue. One is called PCR.C6, which comes from retinal tissues of previously aborted fetal tissues. And there's another one called HEK that comes from a kidney of a previously aborted fetus. They have to have viruses in order to get a large enough quantity to manufacture a shot or a vaccine. They have to replicate in living tissues. That's why those tissues are used. So you've got this shell of an adenovirus and you've got the protein inside of it. They inject that into your system. The shell of the um, adenovirus binds to your cells and again, opens up like an egg and deposits that protein into your system and the process begins to create the anti-spike anti antibodies. That's a foreign protein that's just been deposited into your body. It activates many of your toll-like receptors, which I think are God inside of us. The toll-like receptors separate self from non-self and toll-like receptors are able to tell what's a foreign protein versus your natural in-your-body protein. There's a huge amount of, of um, immunology that happens there. You get a lot of cytokines, which could cause inflammation. You activate the white blood cells, the neutrocells in the bloodstream, and the macrophages in your tissue. There's all this activity that happens, an acute flare-up to create this anti-spike antibody. Now, the anti-spike antibody is going to be the same or very, very similar in all three of those vaccines because that's the end result is to make the anti-spike antibody. Okay. Wow. 
Wow, wow is pretty much all I can think to say. That is a lot of information. And I do not know how much longer that interview is, but I decided to clip it there. If you are at all interested in hearing the rest of it, the message is on omegaministries.org. The first sermon posted, drop your nets. Um, you forgot to drop your net. That is so much information. And, and the Bible says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. It is so important to just educate ourselves. And, and I can't even just say, you know, and then make an informed choice or decision. I don't know about you, but I can't do anything outside of prayer. I need to have the mind of Christ. The Bible says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. And how do you get that mind? A few ways. You get that mind through prayer, through fasting, through um, spending time in the word of God, through getting to know him. And it, it, it's just so much, um, it's just so much going on today that we just cannot afford to be without the knowledge, without the wisdom and understanding. Proverbs tells us with all you're getting, get wisdom. You need wisdom in this day and hour. Um, the Proverbs also talks a lot about fools and I don't know about you, but I know a lot of foolish people, foolish people. Come on. The handwriting is on the wall. I know so many people who are out here acting like none of this stuff is going on and it is is sad it's uh it's sad i'm feeling really weary i'm i'm feeling so sleepy right now i have driven so much this week i've been in and out and on the go and believe me i'd rather be upstairs resting in my bed getting some sleep but i know that's not going to happen anytime soon um i was just going to put the word on and, you know, just kind of listen until I fall off the sleep. And then there's a part of me that I, you know, I feel like reading and, and I feel it coming over me now, but I am just so wired right now. Warning, warning, warning. I pray that someone hears this message and wakes up for some people. It's too late. There are some people that will never open their eyes again on this side. Those of us that are here, we still have time to make a choice. And I am praying, I am so praying that you hear the voice of the Lord on this morning, calling you, hearkening unto you, beckoning, wooing you. There is a day coming. I keep trying to warn people. There is a reckoning. There is a day and a time where we will end it here. It is ending here. I would love to be able to tell fairy tales and appease those that as the book of Timothy says, have itching ears and people want to hear stories and fables. That is not my calling. 
That is not what God called me to do. And I was called out at the age of 12 and told by Pastor Faust in Philadelphia in that small storefront church, you will evangelize the world. I didn't ask for it. I didn't want to do it. I ran for many, many years. Well, let me tell you something. God got a hold of me. And the devil's been trying to hold me, but I had to do like Vicky Wine and Song and shake myself loose. Yes, I've had trials and tribulations and heartbreaks and all kinds of stuff. I've gotten in some bad relationships and I've had some uh, deceptive friendships and I've had losses and I've had, um, you know, uh, all kinds of family losses, death and all kinds of stuff. And I'm still here and I'm still standing. What is keeping me? It is nothing but the grace of God. I don't give credit to man. I don't fear man. The Bible says, fear the one. Don't fear the one who can kill the body, but fear the one who can kill the body. And then afterwards have power to cast into hell. There are many people out there. You know them. I know them. I may be talking to some. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you believe. There are many people who believe that hell is not real. What can I say? I'll tell you, like I told a so-called, she turned out to be a so-called friend who was a, uh, Jehovah's witness. And she told me point blank to my face one day in her living room. We don't believe that Jehovah is a God that will send his children to hell. We believe that he is a merciful God. So therefore we do not believe that a place like hell exists. I said, even though it's written in the Bible, we don't interpret it that way. And I said to her, and I say to you today, I said, I'd rather live my life in a way and believe it. And even if it's not true, at least I don't have to get there and find out that it was true. So I don't know about you. I don't know about you. I'm getting fired up. I am so weary. I am so sick and tired of that devil. I came off of a week of fasting last week. So you hear, if you've heard the past few episodes, you hear my voice going. There are so many things that happen in your body, but I'm feeling good. And the devil doesn't know what he's up for. The Bible says in second Corinthians 10, three through five, the weapons of our warfare, are not carnal. I'm in a war. I am dealing with some stuff right now. The enemy still keeps coming. And even though he knows he's defeated and I, my, my stance is, Hey devil, I don't have time for you. I don't even have, excuse me. I don't even have time to acknowledge you. I don't even get caught up in stuff like I used to way back when I let go. And I let God, as I told you in the last podcast, God, you got this. You see him. I tell him all the time. You see that devil, you know where he is. You saw him when he came before you in the book of Job. And you said, where you been Satan? He said, walking to and fro seeking whom I may devour. He's looking for the weakest link. I say, God, you got this. Now help me to let go and turn my focus to you. So when I start fasting and I start turning down my plate, I don't, I don't be on the phone y'all. I don't, 
not a whole lot of people I talk to. I talk to who I talk to. I text who I text, but that's a very small circle these days. I don't do social media. I've never gotten into social media. It took me many years for my daughter to finally convince me to set up a Facebook page. And I don't, I don't post. I don't go on. I don't socialize. I don't have any friends on Facebook. I don't have a Twitter account. I don't have an Instagram account. I don't know anything about a lot of this other stuff out here. And guess what? I don't care. I don't give one iota about none of that. I don't care about keeping up on nobody's fashion, nobody's life, nobody's marriage, nobody's mess. I don't care who's sleeping with who. I don't care who's doing what. My aim and my focus is to make it in. The Bible says the narrow gate. Gate. The narrow is the way. Broad is the way to hell and destruction. So I was never interested in being on the path that everybody's on. I don't need to be popular. I don't need to be a part of the clique. All I need to do is work out my salvation before the Lord. And if I can help somebody along the way, then my living won't be in vain. And that's where I am at. What time is it? 1.32 a.m. I'm about to shut this down because I let it go longer because of the information. But I'm hoping and I'm praying somebody will wake up. This devil is real and you won't know it. Until you encounter him and, and when you encounter him in a way when he begins to reveal, cause see right now, a lot of people are mesmerized. A lot of people are, I won't say that. I, I won't say what I want to say. I say, I would say stuck on something like other people say, um, a lot of people are enjoying the pleasures of sin. You think you're having fun in that illicit relationship. You think you're having fun doing the drugs and alcohol, hanging out, going places, doing things in the dark. But rest assured, the light will shine. My grandmother used to say that all the time. Oh, don't you worry, baby. What's done in the darkness, God will surely bring it to light. This is the day. This is the hour. I want to leave you with this word right here. Galatians says... Be not deceived. And there are a lot of deceived people. And the Bible tells us you got to read your Bible. The Bible says there's going to be a great falling away, meaning people are going to be falling away from the faith. So don't be deceived. Don't be surprised. Don't be caught off guard. When you start seeing like I have for many years, people who claim to be in Christ, people who claim to be Christians, people who claim to be walking with the Lord, people who claim to love you, people who claim to have your back people who claim to be down with you oh don't worry I got your back yeah you better watch your back I'm telling you today the Bible says there will be a great falling away and apostasy people turning their back on God don't think that they won't turn their back on you I don't have time to get caught up in anything with anybody my prayer has been lately God everybody that's supposed to be in my life is entering everybody that is not supposed to be in my life is exiting and I am not struggling with it I am thanking you for the next level folk in my life people who want what I have to give 
I'm closed up these days. I am no longer casting my pearl before swine. I am careful and cautious about who I deal with, who I'm around, who's in my circle. Everybody can't have access to me. And you have to get to a place. I'm talking to you serious-minded people. I'm talking to you people who are really striving to enter in. I don't have time for foolishness. I'm talking to you people who are kingdom-minded. People who really, really love Jesus and really want to make it in. It is time for you to evaluate, re-evaluate, look at who's in your circle and anybody that you know is not going, you need to clip them and keep it moving. Be blessed and I'll talk to you soon.